I think sometimes you hear people talk about the tension between um, driving commercial success and delivering on their purpose, almost as if they're two different things. And I think you need to, I need, you need to design that out. Hello, and welcome to this episode of The Purpose of Strategies. Today, I'm going to be speaking with Peter Burroughs, the Chief Executive of the Cambridge Building Society. Peter, welcome uh, to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Could you tell us a bit about yourself and the Cambridge Building Society? Sure. So I'm, I'm Peter Burroughs. I'm Chief Executive of Cambridge Building Society. A very little about me. I guess I'm a, I'm a career financial services person. So I've worked um, in and around the FS space in consulting roles for a large PLC and for smaller mutuals. I've worked in the UK uh, and in Europe. And my path has crossed through you know, insurance businesses, banking businesses, fund management. So I, I guess I'm, I, I hope I'm quite a rounded um, financial services person. In terms of Cambridge Building Society, well, I think the clue's in the question, and most people probably know what a building society is. Fundamentally, we uh, lend money to people by way of mortgages for them to buy a home, and we take money off people into um, savings accounts, savings deposits, and we and we pay them interest on their on their savings accounts. On the surface, our business is therefore pretty straightforward, in the sense that we charge a little bit more to borrow money from us than we pay for people depositing money to us, and that creates a bit of a, yeah, a bit of a gap, a bit of a spread between the rates that we can use to pay to run the business uh, and invest in the future. Below the surface, we're a reasonably sophisticated financial services business and there's lots of little things going on, but fundamentally that's a, a pretty straightforward business model that's you know, been tried and tested and served us well for the last 170 years. Um, now, you know, just before we get started here, we've talked a little bit about purpose and kind of what do I mean about it. I just wonder if I could ask you, what do you, what do you, how do you think about purpose at the Cambridge Building Society? How does it show up in what you do? Yeah, it's a really interesting question. It was probably three or four years ago that we first started thinking explicitly about purpose. And rather than just assuming we all knew what we were here to do, actually started talking amongst ourselves, you know, those, those really deep purpose questions. You know, what's it for? Why are we here? What are we really trying to achieve um, in this organization? And we 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 set about whether project is the right word, but we set about having a program of work to try and come up with what we thought our purpose was. It absolutely wasn't a linear process because you go down all sorts of blind alleys, and actually the process is as important as the outcome in many ways because people engage um, in the thinking. And we ended up yeah, producing reams and reams of output, but fundamentally a statement around our purpose that said our purpose is to help people have a home. Yeah, hmm. That's why we, as a building society, exist. We exist to help people help you have a home. And then that then became uh, the start point for pretty much everything that we do. So to answer your question directly, how does it how does it show up? Often when we're doing things, we say we start by saying, right, so what's our purpose? Hence what are we doing here? And it really has provided a real kind of unifying thread for a lot of thought in a lot of areas. So that's that's very clear about sort of purpose. But then to look at the other thing I'm interested in exploring, what's your strategy and sort of has that changed a lot? Our, our strategy, we, we usually describe our strategy in a three-word phrase. And that three-word phrase is to be a thriving, independent, mutual business. If I just fill in what those three words mean very briefly, because I think we'll probably come back to it quite a lot in the in, in the conversation. So 
starting at the end, so starting with being a mutual business, that's probably the biggest philosophical strategic choice that we've we've made. Yeah, as an organization, we believe in mutuality. Yeah, we're not a listed business. We exist for two key stakeholder groups only, and that's our customers and ourselves. And that provides a really clear focus on yeah, what do we give customers? You know, decent product offering, decent service offering, and what do we give our people? You know, a decent culture, a decent place to to work, to develop, and you know, to be stretched and and, and grow. So being a mutual business is really important to us. Being independent is another key part of our strategy. We were founded 170 years ago um, in Cambridge. People have chosen to work for us or chosen to be our customers over that time. And and, and we value that independence fiercely because with that independence comes the ability um, to be masters of our own destiny, to make our own decisions, and to make those decisions purely in the interests of our customers yeah, and, and and of our people. You know, we, we do not aspire to be a huge multinational global PLC financial services organization. You know, we're very clear who we exist for and why, um, and that guides our day-to-day existence. But then the final part of our strategy, that, that thriving word, what I've just said, you could read into that, well, they've had they're happy, they're happy doing what they do. You know, they've got they've got their customer base, they've got their people, you know, it's all very cozy. But actually, no, we do aspire to be. Yeah, a thriving business here yeah, to invest and, and to grow and to be commercially successful. So we're investing in our product offering. We're investing a lot in recent years um, around digital because that's you know, we see that's really key to our future, not least in attracting a younger a younger customer base as customer bases naturally um, evolve. Um, we've got big enough and successful enough to start breaking out of our Cambridge stronghold and being more of a more of a national business. And that all takes investment, and that all comes back to being successful commercially as well as doing the other things that we do so what i say is yeah, it's not it's not good enough just to be a mutual business or just to be an independent business or just to be a thriving business the yeah the sweet spot for us is the intersection of all three to be a thriving independent mutual business to be commercially successful while still keeping hold of all those um, traditional values that we hold dear if that makes sense yeah no it makes a lot of sense peter um and, and, you, and you also I- asked about how that strategy has changed hmm. i guess the answer is it evolves all the time fundamentally it hasn't changed hugely in recent years and i'd argue probably nor would you expect it to if your strategy is changing every 10 minutes it's, it's you know it's not a strategy it's just like a, it's just like your calendar for the week mm-hmm. um, so i think your strategy should be something that endures over time clearly in the last year or so we've probably been a bit more defensively focused than than we might normally be but i guess most people have as we've all been kind of navigating through some quite uncertain economic times through the pandemic, but that hasn't taken away from our bigger sort of strategic vision in the background about being that thriving independent mutual business. And as we you know, as, as we begin to emerge from pandemic um, this year, we're, we're looking forward to sort of getting back to that with renewed vigor. So I've, I've kind of got these two ideas then in my head. One is this idea about having a home, and yep. the other is about being a thriving independent mutual. What's the relationship between those two? The purpose to having a home definitely precedes the thriving independent mutual business. I think I think purpose has to drive strategy. So we had our purpose statements before we had our thriving independent sort of mutual business statements. Because to me, it starts and ends with purpose. So it starts with your purpose. What are you trying to achieve? You put your strategy in place to try and you know, deliver that. But the acid test of whether your strategy is successful or not is whether you end up delivering your purpose and you get that and you get that virtuous circle. So we are trying to deliver very strong commercial outcomes because for us, you know, 
a strong commercial outcome is, we, is we're doing you know, more lending, more more mortgage customers. That's more people we're enabling to have a home. So it's yeah, it's directly supporting our purpose in, in in that perspective. But also, success for us is measured in terms of some community outcomes that might not actually be directly related to our business, but they sit you know, in harmony alongside it, and helping more people. You know, to have a home who are perhaps in a less fortunate position than those who are taking out mortgages with us. So there's people who are kind of just right on the cusp in that so-called rent trap that we that we look to help, right through, right down through the spectrum to people who are even less fortunate at the other end, and where you know, having a home for them is as, is as simple as you know giving them some shelter over their head, you know, helping somebody with homelessness issues. You've got a huge range of people here. Mm-hmm. But what what's the sort of practical things you're doing around the folks in the rent trap? Um, one practical thing we're doing there is we have something called a rent-to-home scheme. So we make properties available um, to our customers that they can rent from us um, at a market rent. So it, it enables them to build up a track record of paying the sort of amount they'd need to pay each month to pay a mortgage. But then at the end of um, typically a two or three year period, we rebate them 70% of the rent they've paid to us um, to put to put towards a deposit on a house. So we kind of we just help them kind of then find a place of their own, um, and then the property that we're using just goes back into the pot for somebody else to hopefully participate in in you know, rent to home scheme and benefit that way. And you talked about sort of knowing your strategies right because you can see it sort of helping your purpose forward. Clearly, as you said, the the bit about helping people get mortgages is pretty straightforward measure, but some of these things that are a bit sort of I won't say to the side, perhaps, but but not directly. How do you measure those? Mm. That that sounds very difficult. Yeah, it is. It is difficult, and we and we set ourselves a real balanced scorecard of measures. So we have, um, you know, typically when we're measuring our success, we are looking at um, financial success measures, but we're also looking at um, customer success measures. We're looking at people success measures, and we're looking at community success measures. So in that, hopefully, in that basket of four you get the right kind of balance and blend that's a, a, you know, an organization that's you know thriving commercially but also delivering on its purpose mm-hmm. so you you talked about doing sort of the purpose first and then the strategy later what, what was that sort of you know was there anything else in the way you got them to line up beyond do the purpose first i think you've hit on the key word there around alignment in that i think your purpose and your business activity needs to be related because if they're not, um, I'd argue that you know, it's really a bit your business then is a bit of a hobby, um, or it's akin to charity fundraising. You know, if, if your purpose is completely divorced from what you're doing day to day, then your then then your business activity day to day is simply generating some you know, some resources, some cash resources, some some time or whatever that ultimately you want to invest back in your purpose. So for me, I think that the, the two have to be you know they have to be related. They have to be have to be completely aligned. But, it, but I think it is quite simple. It comes back to your purpose driving driving your business activity. I think your purpose comes first, and then it just creates that why question the whole time. You know, why are we doing this? You know, is our strategy delivering our purpose? Anything you're particularly proud of in the way you've gone at that? Yeah, I think there's quite a few things we're, we're very happy about and a number of things that we clearly need to get, get, get better at. So if I focus on the positive first, I think we're really pleased that we have managed to align our purpose with much of our business activity. I think sometimes you hear people talk about the tension between um, driving commercial success and delivering on their purpose, almost as if they're two different things. And I think you need to 
I need you need to design that out. If you're saying I'm making a choice between you know, doing what I really want to do, aka my purpose, or getting on and making money in my business model, then I think you've got the wrong you know you've got you've got the wrong link between the two. Sure, you're going to have competing priorities on resources all the time, but the answer to which of those competing priorities wins should be which ultimately you know, enables you to deliver more on your purpose. It's not whether one's good for business and one's good for your, for, you know, for your purpose. It's more than just some kind of corporate social responsibility thing. It is the heart of who you are. And I think to have to have kind of stripped our business back to basics, to have talked about what our purpose is, and have then started to try and re-energize a lot of what we do based around that purpose has been a really uplifting experience. I think that's probably the thing we're, we're, we're most proud of, of, of doing. We're probably also proud of some of the initiatives that we have um managed to deliver over the last couple of years going back to what we were, we were talking about earlier in measuring success and measuring some of our success through um, impact in in community so we've established a, a community fund um which funds a lot of organizations that work with sort of shelter and homelessness in our local patch so we can see that we're making or beginning to make a difference there We've established partnerships with some local organisations that work in the homes and housing space, so we can bring some of our kind of knowledge and some of our expertise to bear in that way and help them deliver even more. And we've done things like the rent to home scheme that we were talking about earlier. So there's a basket of things we're trying to do. Yeah, none of them you'd individually point to and say, yeah, that's our purpose, because you know, the purpose is quite a broad statement around helping people have a home. But there's lots of things we're doing. Um, that sit alongside all the commercial activity around mortgage lending that, that help people in homes that, mm. that you know, mm. taken together, taken as a basket, really feels like we're beginning to properly deliver um, on our on our purpose. But we wouldn't, yeah, but we wouldn't hold ourselves out to be, you know, the complete experts here. I think we are a better business for boiling things back to our purpose and then making sure that much of what we do and much of the bigger decisions that we take are taken with our purpose in mind yeah i think we're i think we're a better business um, for that but it's still relatively new to us as i say we only explicitly started talking and thinking about this three or four years ago and i'd be the first to say that we're still we're still learning here i think one of the one of the key things that i've learned is you don't you know, don't do this just to just to kind of pretend that you're doing it you know, don't do it as part of your csr type activity it is perfectly credible to say our business exists to be commercially incredibly successful i want bigger better faster more you know that's what turns me on that's what gets me out of bed in the morning and that's why we're in business you don't have to pretend there's a deeper higher calling purpose if there isn't one it's perfectly credible to structure your business in a different way when we started having our purpose conversations three or four years ago i don't think we thought they would be quite as influential and sit quite essentially in the heart of our businesses they've ended up doing but that's been a, a great experience for us but i wouldn't say that you know, yeah all businesses are different and i wouldn't say that everyone should necessarily try and you know, recreate the experience we've had i think it's down to everybody to think about you know, where you are where your business is where your business is going and, and just ask yourselves those those deep those deep why we hear questions they may end up with establishing a common purpose that gives that gives meaning to you know, much of your business activity in that way you may end up in a different place no, I like your point about you know don't 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 tack it on. Really, if 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 the truth for you and your organization is we're just here to make lots and lots and lots of money, that great. Say that. that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think that's a brilliant, brilliant piece of wisdom. Is there anything we haven't talked about? Anything I haven't asked you about that you wish I had? I suppose there's there's probably a couple of extra things that are on my mind when we when we talk about the um, this whole subject of purpose. 
one thing I'd really like to stress is I think our purpose is the purpose of the organization. Um, we talked earlier about having a process to come up with it and how we made a lot of mistakes along the way. It certainly wasn't a linear process, but in the end, we got to the point where we thought we had something that was our purpose. And when you know, 99% of the people in the business talk about it, there is no disagreement. We go, yeah, that's what this organization is all about. And that's, that's, that's why we're here. Cambridge Building Society's purpose is not my purpose as CEO. If the, the, if the purpose changes with every CEO um, or with every new chair, you know, it's, just, it's not the organization's purpose. It's just, you know, it's just the individual's whim and it's going to change every five or seven years. So I think it's really important that when, when, you, when you're looking at your purpose, you involve the whole organization. Easy for us, we're, we're you know, 200 odd people. So it was quite, quite easy to have those conversations and involve a huge broad cross section of people. Harder, I guess, with a bigger business. But then you then you come up with something which really is the purpose of the organisation, as opposed to just a you know a vision statement that the CEO or the executive team have, mm-hmm. have come up mm-hmm. with. I think that's a really important point. And then the only other thing we haven't really talked about, I guess, is sounds a bit wishy washy. We haven't really talked about feelings very much. Hmm. Um, I'm not sure you can measure feelings very easily, but I would certainly tell you it, it feels better to be part of a purposeful team. Whether that counts for Anything tangible, I'm not sure, but um, it works for me, and it works for a lot of the people who I who I work with. I mean, I, I I certainly sleep well every night, knowing that fundamentally I'm part of a business that's clear and honest about why it exists, and you know tries to deliver on its purpose and tries to judge itself by how successfully it delivers on its purpose. And that yeah, that that really is a you know an uplifting environment in which to work, and quite a motivating environment. In which mm. to work, we always try to work every day with a dozen things we're trying to get done, and then stuff happens and blows you off course. But I'm fairly clear when I come to work what I'm trying to do, and I'm I'm trying to lead an organisation with a very clear purpose. I'm trying to lead an organisation to enable it to help even more people have a home than it might have helped yesterday. There's always a risk in thinking that the future is going to be the be the same. Cambridge Building Society has existed for 170 years. It was it was born out of a need to help people have a home. They may not, may not have used that precise phrase, but it was born out of that need. And its business model, whilst it's changed with the times and modernized hugely um, over the last 170 years, at its heart, uh, this organization is still fundamentally trying to do what it was trying to do 170 years ago, which is help people have a home. And when we came up with that as our purpose, it wasn't something we invented. It was something we realized. It was, yeah, it was sort of a deep part of our, of our kind of inner, inner sense that we finally managed to articulate to everyone's satisfaction i'd like to think that in 20 or 30 years time the, the next ceo but one but one but one however many there's been in that in that time period is leading a much more modern organization hopefully a bigger even more successful organization but an organization that at its heart is trying to help people have a home again peter thank you it's really been oh, thank you. really great very educational very inspirational thank you for joining us and thanks to you for joining peter burrows and me, Belden Mankus, for this first episode of The Purposeful Strategist. <laughs>